Imagine what it'd be like if we were really curious about each other. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Relational Spirituality, the weekly podcast of LargerStory.com, the podcast that sees all relationships as spiritual and all spiritual formation as relational. Now, here's your host for this week, Kep Crab. Welcome, Kep Crab here for Larger Story. For our podcast series that's going to be happening, and you're watching us now as we roll into 2023. Happy New Year, everybody, as we get to embrace this next year that's upon us and the opportunities that are in front of us. So one of the things that we'd like to chat with you all today about is what does it mean to tell your story? What does it mean to, to have your story told, to have your story listened to, and to have someone really care about what's going on? Because we all have a story. And our smaller story all has a place in God's larger story. That's it. For, for, for some reason, that does a lot to me in terms of hope. Gives us an opportunity to be part of something bigger than ourselves, which I think is something that all of us really kind of want. So I'm here with a good friend of mine today, a colleague of mine, Mr. Chris Gamble. He's been working with Larger Story for the last almost five years, and he has become a, a close friend and a colleague and an integral part of what we're doing here at Larger Story. And I want to introduce him to you all today, as he will also be doing his own podcast series in these next several months. And as we see how things go and see what's going to be happening, I wanted to say welcome to Chris. And I wanted to also, before I get Chris to say something here, to let you know, Chris has got a really amazing story. And I've had a chance to hear pieces of it. And, and it's interesting to see how that shapes who he is now and, and really where he's going and what track are you on? Are you on that narrow road that leads to joy and eternal life? And I think you are, bro. I'm really grateful that you're, you're with me today. Welcome, Chris. Yeah, glad to be here and uh, glad to be shooting our first podcast for you all. I love the notion of story. I'm actually going to be leading a breakout session this weekend, nope, next weekend, at my church's high school winter retreat. And what I'm thinking about is, is a little bit broadly the idea that we all have a story. And there's kind of three parts of it. It's where you come from, where you are now, and where you're headed. Hmm. And man, there's so much that could be said about the vitality of knowing where we come from. It, it really influences who we are, how we think about God, how we relate to others, all very important things. And I wish I could talk longer with these guys. I only have 30 minutes this at that breakout session. Those are hard to do sometimes, man. It's easier when you have a little bit more time to let yourself stretch out. Yeah, and I, and I hope to let them spend a bulk of it thinking about their store, their own story. But where I'm going to land or spend most of the time is on the part of the story, which is where are you at now? What's your red dot? And giving them questions and language to think about where they are today. And then to think about where do they want to go, particularly spiritually. I 
lead a 10th grade high school boys group. And sometimes just looking around in the youth group room, I wonder if how many of these people know why these kids know why they're in this youth group room and what they hope to get out of being at church and what they hope to get out of a, a small group time. And it's, it's almost knowing where you are and knowing where you want to go and allowing someone else into that opens that person up to journey alongside of you. And I, I'm actually going to just jump in a little bit more to one of my points that I'm thinking about sharing at that retreat. And imagine, I'm going to say to these kids, man, imagine you're on this hiking journey and you're, you get lost in the woods or you just call me up and, and I'm coming to meet you. And I ask, where are you? Well, if these kids tell me that they're in the United States of America, it's not very helpful for me finding them, right? But if they tell me they're in the Appalachian Mountains, outside of LAJ, Georgia, about 30 minutes walk north of camp, where this retreat is going to be held, it's going to do a lot better for helping me find them and come alongside them in their journey. And I think that picture helps articulate how important it is to be able to say where you are now in your journey and where you're trying to go. You know, it's interesting as you start to talk about that, bro, the whole notion of the red dot has always been where, where, not, not where do you want to be? Where do you think you are? Where do you pretend to be? <laughs> but it's really where you are. And if you can honestly say it, and I think using your example of the, the, the country here, you can say, well, I want to be at Disney World, but you know, I'm really not at Disney World. So if you go to Disney World, you're not going to find me because that's not where I'm really at. And so what does it mean to really be seen? I, I, I look at you, my man. I've known you now for a while. You're, uh, you're coming up on mid-30s now. You've been married for a couple of years. What makes you want to continue to follow Jesus? Why is this so important to you? Well, on some level, on the, on the main level, he is everything. And I'm using, choosing my words carefully because I don't want to sound overly cliche about why do I want to continue following Jesus at 35? But the truth is, I have tried to run my life without Jesus. And I very quickly run it into the ground and could hit from history have been in jail and could have very easily killed myself driving drunk many times or, or on drugs or any, any of those things in life that we think satisfy, but ultimately don't. So part of, and maybe all of the answer is because he is life to me and he is the one who I want to run my life. Hmm. 
you know, I, I know a little bit of your story. Some of these people obviously don't is that, that are watching us today or listening to us. And, you know, it's interesting to think, how does that story shape who you are now and what gives you that resilience? Because the thing that I've noticed as I've, as I've walked now for about 20 years ahead of you in, in, in the journey here in, re, in, in relation to how old we are and been in through, through some ups and downs as well. And, and by the grace of God, I look back and wonder how in the world did I end up where I am here now? And wow, just how grateful I am that, that Lord, you've continued to keep me alive. You've continued to keep me moving towards something bigger than myself, where I'm open to that. We've all had opportunities to fall and stumble. And I think what you said in respect to the retreat that you're going to be doing, the little conference you're going to be chatting with some folks at, is, is how do you share what you, your experiences in a way that give these people, younger folks maybe, a hope, a thought that, wow, this guy's kind of been through what we've been through and look where he is because I see so many stories now and hear so many stories, Chris, that quite frankly are just really devastating. They're, and, and, and most of them, yeah, you've got people that get sick and you've got people that pass away and you've got different things happening politically and all that stuff. But I'm talking about just relational connection stories that kind of break your heart. Mothers and sons who no longer talk, fathers and, and kids who no longer talk, brothers who, who, who can't be in the same room with each other. This is the kind of thing that I hope we get a chance to just as we chat through life with a real honesty, a ruthless honesty, not brutal. We're not trying to be mean, but ruthless in the sense of we're going for something that's not, not sympathetic. There's no, oh, poor Chris, you know, man, you had such a hard story. I think. I think it's okay that you've done those things. It, it, you know, no. Right. Until we realize, and I was talking to Kimmy about this just the other day, until, until I realize, and I shouldn't say we, I should say I, until I realize that I have nothing and that I have every second of every moment of my life am in full need of the blood of Jesus because nothing I do can, can, can get me to eternity where we want to be which is heaven. And that at some level is freeing. And again, you know, my dad wrote the book, The Pressure's Off, which we're going to be talking about a lot throughout some of these podcasts and some of the themes throughout, throughout that book. But that's kind of one of them <laughs> in that the, the, the pressure really is off. There's, you know, but, but yet we do have a role in the, in the, the larger story, in God's larger story. So so what is our role and, and, and how do we have the opportunity to connect with people relationally in a way that is only capable through the Holy Spirit? That's why what we're wanting to do is call these podcasts, the overarching series, we're wanting to call it perhaps relational spirituality. And what does that look like? What does it mean to relate in a way that is only possible through the Holy Spirit? And I don't know what that means sometimes, bro. Sometimes I do. I felt it. I felt it before. I think we've had a chance to experience it at times. But how do, how do we capture that lightning in a bottle, bro? <laughs> I don't know if I have an answer to that at this second, because I'm back thinking about how do you share your story to those kids in a way that brings hope when you've heard so many stories that are devastating and and the answer that comes to mind 
is that if you, and you know, these are, this is what our ministry is about in essence, if you're looking at only the smaller story, my husband left me, my kid overdosed, my whatever tragedy or failure. Yeah. And the, and the story ends there. That's pretty devastating. And there's not a lot of hope in that, but two things, if you're in Christ, then we know through his promises that he will redeem what the enemy meant to use for evil. And on another layer of it, it'll be redeemed for sure at the end, you know, in eternity. And so that's a perfect picture of where our hope comes. It doesn't come from, you know, am I free of my addiction now or is my life going perfectly? It's am I in the story of the one who ultimately will redeem it for all of eternity? You know, that the, the phrase that comes to mind as I hear you say that is the whole notion of eternal perspective. I've often said, and you've heard me say this, I think, that if you knew you were going to die tomorrow, you probably wouldn't start a fight with Allison. Uh, you probably wouldn't spend a lot of time watching TV or the, the local football game. You know, you, you, your priorities would, would be in, in, in immediately adjusted to change in terms of how can I make up for things or how can I, whatever I'm going to do, what's the change you're at? It's almost that song that I think Tim McGraw, I think was the guy who did it, but is, is live like you were dying. Mm -hmm. And how do you, how do you instill? Cause I'm, I'm now a middle-aged guy. I think I'm coming much more aware, becoming much more aware. I should say of my mortality. I've had a chance to see my father die. Now I'm seeing my mother getting old. I'm feeling myself getting old. And, and I'm realizing that this just doesn't continue. And how do you give that perspective to a 20-year-old who has their whole life ahead of them, which, by the way, is a drop in the bucket in respect right. to eternity? But how do you give those, those younger folks that perspective of eternity, of what I do now? I look back, and you talked about some of the things you could have been arrested or killed or for, for different reasons. I think I'm in the same boat in a lot of ways. Um, and by the grace of God, we didn't. But how do you get that maturity to come through that or that understanding to come through those experiences and be a different person with, with an eternal perspective? Because it really all can, you know, just recently we saw something happen in the pro football game where a, a healthy young <clears throat> stud athlete is fighting for his life, you know, and it just... It all can go so quickly. And so to have eternal perspective is kind of the thing that I think really just grabs me, Chris. The sermon at youth group last night was on Deuteronomy 8. And it's a chapter where I guess Moses is recalling what all God, God has done in the life of the Israelites and how often they forget and reminding them to remember what God has done 
and the consequences if they don't remember what God has done and, and forget and and get rich and get fat and think they earned it themselves. And one of the questions in our breakout time with the 10th graders was, what things in your life will help you remember God in, in your day to day? And we really kind of had to dig some answers out of them because they're like, uh, you know, and that's pretty much every week with 16 year old boys. But one of them said, sometimes when I'm at school, I think about how God, and it sounded a little bit like talking about Santa, you know, knows when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake, knows if you've been bad or good. But he said, when I remember that, it makes me not want to do a bad thing. And so I, I think, I don't know the answer to your question. How do we get those kids, teenagers or 20 somethings other than, you know, plugging them in community where they'll be around people that re regularly point them to Christ, discipling them, but in 16-year-old's words, when I do remember God, it makes me not want to do bad things. There's something powerful in that, really. And to be, to be immersed in, in, in what, what is deepest in us, which is, is the Holy Spirit, which is the actual spirit of Jesus, which to me just gives me kind of goosebumps that we have the Holy Spirit in us. But to, to allow that spirit to constantly be on the forefront of our mind as opposed to something that, oh, oh, it's, is, it, is it time for me now to, to think about God? And, and I think that's really kind of the key now, and that's where we're at. And so as we move forward with what we want to do and how we want to, you know, want to, want to talk to people, how we want to interact with people, and what, we really want to, what do we want to say? What's God put us here to say? Really, what's our purpose? What's our role? What's our part of God's larger story? in our smaller story. And then what does it mean to listen to someone's story with a real curiosity and, and, and allowing someone to really know, you know, Chris really does care about me. It's not, he's not just looking bored or asking, you know, perfunctory questions. It's just, it's great. And so I, I think that when you connect in that kind of a way, you do put Jesus on display. And if what we're all about here, this side of heaven is that, and relating that way, well, that's what we're going to be talking about. And I'm going to be bringing in a bunch of different people to chat with, some people that I've never had chats with before, some close friends some to, to those people. So it's going to be, a, I think, a really fun time. We're super excited about diving into this part of what we're going to be bringing you with Larger Story over the next, the next year. There's also a few other things. Chris, why don't you talk about some of those things real quickly? So my segment is going to be Kind of hitting some of these themes, I've got a passion for radical vulnerability. So I think it's the power of being fully known and being fully in the light is so important. And I hope to jump in that with folks. Reaching the lost in the church is super important to me. I think 70% of Americans roughly call themselves Christians, but is that really true. And 
you know, I think that Matthew 7 verse, when Jesus says, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, haven't we prophesied and cast out demons and perform these miracles in your name? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Scary thing. And, and I, and I, I, I'm super passionate about spiritual brotherhood and the power of accountability, battling our lusts, discipleship, and just even faithfulness in the midst of tragedy are a few of the things that I hope to jump into this year. And I don't have my, you know, all my speakers planned out, but it'll be some of my friends, hopefully the youth leaders at my church and hopefully some folks that have mentored me over the years that I've mentored over the years. So that's a little bit about my segment. And I hope you will join us both on ours. And then what, what else we have coming up this year is we have a book club starting. It's sure, it's sure going to replace our webinars, which our webinars ended in December. We had a lot of great feedback about people wanting to dive deeper into relationship. And we've actually over the last year ran some sort of test Zoom groups and gotten also really great feedback from those folks who participated in them. And so each month we're going to have a gathering online, free to join, anyone's welcome, where we'll deep dive into the book of the book club, which as Kep alluded to earlier, is going to be the pressures off. And that'll be We'll dive into one book a quarter, so every three months. And we will be sending more information out about what section sections of the book we'll be talking about. There will be a video that will be related to the book that we'll discuss. And in that virtual group, there will be a time of breakout where like triads or quads that each have a facilitator in them to really actually dig deep, deeper into those concepts and let God work them deeper through that relating. So we hope you join for that. Keep an eye out for that on our newsletter. And I think that's it. Kept anything else you want to say? Yeah. You know, as you talked about something, it just kind of reminded me of the passage in Jeremiah where the Israelites say to Jeremiah, we're tired of you telling us all these hard things. Tell us some of these pleasant things. Mm. We want to hear, we want to hear good things. And I want you to know that's not really what this podcast is going to be about. Mm -hmm. um, these are going to be some hard things. This is some. This is a. This is a, a battle we're in, but a battle that we can only need to fight well together. And so, how do we join the battle together? How do we join in in a in a in a spiritual connection in a way that allows us to enter the battle in a way that's profound? So. That's what we're going to be talking about, guys, for the next several months. Join us. If you don't have a copy of Pressures Off, get it. You're going to be hearing more about all of these things in the next days and weeks to come. So we're excited to have you join us on this journey. And we hope you have a great 2023. If you like what you heard today, hit the like button just below. Then come back by subscribing to our podcast channel. For more resources on relational spirituality, go to our website at largerstory.com.